0: Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic
1: and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super C.
0: Super C was released in North America by Konami in 1990. It is the sequel to Contra, a port of the Japanese arcade game Super Contra, The Alien Strikes Back. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think it was released under that title here for fear of copyright infringement of Aliens and Star Wars. (laughs) Especially once you see what's in the game later on. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, in Australia, the title of this game was Probotector 2, Return of the Evil Forces. Now, was that also, like, in the UK, maybe? Or? Possibly. What it was is they replaced all the people with robots and the main characters with robots due to violence concerns in those other pansy countries.
1: <sighs> yeah, they, don't, they can't handle it.
0: I'm just kidding. Apologize to all of our foreign friends. I apologize to no one. Nick, let's talk about the play style of this game. Let's. I would say that Contra is the definition
1: of a run-and-gun game. I would agree with you. Um, you know, both of them were... Kind of the first, you know, I guess maybe the, you know, Contra is really the first, but, you know. First mega hit. Right yeah, now. you know, side-scrolling, you know. It's similar to Mario in that you're just, you're going left to right, no backtracking. But you can shoot, and you can shoot in eight directions, which is awesome. Oh, yeah.
0: Now, in this game, you are Bill Riser or Lance Bean. Oh, real? Okay. Or, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. Where, where, where did you get this inflammation from? The internet. Well, we'll get
1: to that in the instruction manual. Sorry.
0: But you also might be known as uh, Rambo. Yeah. If you're (laughs) because your main characters both just look like Rambo wearing different pants.
1: I always thought of it as like Rambo and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like Rando and Commando. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I try to work in a predator reference there, but it was Dutch. That was his name. Yeah.
0: Alien forces have uh, taken over a military base or something. And now you must shoot all of the things.
1: Getting into the instruction manual briefly, like, uh, it's, uh, the story is that, you know, Red Falcon is back in his hate nest. And, uh, it's, uh, it has some mind infiltration technique he's used on the U.S. Army. So you are killing human soldiers. Maybe, I mean, okay, there are a few enemies in the instruction book that have, uh, there are only like six of them that have names, I think. And one of them is the alien in Sergeant Skin's clothing which is kind of a morbid twist on the sheep and wolf's clothing, but why is it sergeant's skin? So um, I don't know what's going on there, if it's a disguise or they're actually... Me I mean, it know. says mind infiltration. So That is disturbing. It's a weird, weird little twist.
0: Well, um, it is disturbing, but it is still just a side-scrolling uh, for the most part, spiced up with a little bit of vertical and overhead sections. Yeah, yeah. Two levels of each, right? Yeah, and then you... Start with your uh, standard three- or four-shot gun. You know, it's got so many bullets it can have on the screen at one time. Yeah, I want to say three. You can shoot down, I don't know what you'd call them, iron eagles? That's what I call them.
1: Or the, uh, okay, the, yeah, they're little balloons that have balloons. Those have the ones that go by. But, well, uh, whatever they are, they are power-ups. I always thought they look like little dirigibles, but And
0: uh, they drop a variety of uh, power-ups for you, such as uh, the bomb.
1: Or, uh, the mega-shell. I'm sorry, Mega Shell? The one that explodes. Yeah, it yeah. has. it's the only one. They all have a letter indicating what you're getting, and uh, that's the one without a letter. It's just a kind of glowy eagle.
0: Yeah, it's flashing and it kills everything on the screen, all the enemies. There's an R, which is rapid fire. Yeah. For all of the guns.
1: Correct. You can use it like, if you don't have a special weapon, it still increases your, you know, I think doubles the rate, your number of bullets on screen, and, uh, you know, any other of the special weapons, you can collect it in uh, a in addition to that, to to really get to the the next level.
0: And then there's the M, which is a machine gun, which you can hold down your uh, B button
1: and just fire away. Yeah, which, again, does does speed up a bit with the rapid fire, and it should be said that, you know, um, the machine gun shoots these big red bullets. Like, I feel like they're stronger than the normal gun, you know? The same kind in the spread gun, but...
0: Uh, The spread's bullets are actually larger, I think we noticed today.
1: But oh, as the farther they get away from you, yeah. Or, you know,
0: the uh, next is F for fire gun. It oh. is uh, different, though, from the original Contra's fire gun.
1: Yeah. And uh, honestly, it's better. But I still kind of like the swirly one from the first one in a weird way. But it's, this one is a superior weapon, I have to admit, you know.
0: Well, this one shoots out uh, one big fireball. And when it hits, it splits into four. Or if you hold down your button, you can charge it up and shoot a larger fireball that splits into eight.
1: And that's a cool thing that I, I did not know until I was, like, 28. Like, I I beat this game many times and never once. I don't even know if it's uh, mentioned in the book. I, I didn't notice it when well, I read a, through. But. As a kid, you're just going to jam on that button. Well, yeah, I mean, it's strong. It's a, good, it's a good weapon. And then, finally, in terms of weapons,
0: the last you get is the S, or spread, also known as the best gun in the game by far. Yeah,
1: or almost any game. It's so strong, and uh, you may, it really it brings the difficulty down quite a bit when you get it
0: like any level you know it has an interesting shot pattern where it starts out as like three bullets then becomes five as it spreads out and you can have up to 10 on the screen at once i think or
1: right well it, and it also depends that the faster you hit it the fewer bullets you know because it'll only generate enough to make the gap between the number on so you know it's like there's a rhythm to it to where you can have two full spreads on screen at once and You know, if you start hitting it before, then you'll get kind of a narrower one towards the center, so. And then uh, you might also get a B, the letter B, out of a... The barrier.
0: Which is the barrier, and that is your invincibility for a little short while, maybe 20 seconds or so.
1: Yeah, yeah, 10, 20, something. And
0: it will also kill the smaller soldiers or creatures or whatever.
1: You run right through them, it's nice. And and also the laser, though, I don't think, did we... I
0: skipped laser. Well,
1: it's a you shouldn't. Many people do, and, you know, it's looked down upon, but it's actually the strongest weapon, and it's kind of awesome because you can just shoot one and follow behind it. You know, it'll plow through almost anything, but... Yeah,
0: L for laser, and like Nick said, it is the most powerful and the slowest, but it does go through enemies, so in a way, it might be the best. And well,
1: and I mean, it's a higher learning curve, I guess, for using it, but there are some tricks because you can, you know, you shoot one, and if you you know, press the button again, it starts a new laser. So if you're just trying to shoot something at medium range, you know, you can pop it off, say, to the left, and then you've got to turn around to shoot something on the other side. You know, you don't have to. You, if you just hit the button again, you don't have to wait for it to leave the screen, you know, so you can kind Correct. of switch directions. And,
0: and I think we all know that in the hands of skilled players, the spread laser combo in two-player is an unstoppable
1: killing machine and boss-destroying Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's, uh, you know, in both Contra games, but uh, it's it's easy to, you know, the spread guy takes care of the monsters and the other guy shoots down the, you know, whatever the weak point, glowing weak point. Now,
0: like you mentioned, you can shoot in eight directions in this game, which was a kind of a novelty from the first one, and even past it, not many other games besides the Contra series kept of eight directional shooting
1: which is odd because I, I mean at least side-scrolling games it should be said you right. know i think a lot of the overhead ones did but you know uh, there weren't a lot and then, there
0: to shoot down you do have to jump but this game does give you a really nice tall jump that lets you squirrel around left and right a lot
1: it's, it's a great jump it's very reversible too like you can do these weird half jumps and then fall back you know to check to you know see if there's any enemies or pits about to open up or
0: and uh you start the game with three lives you can earn about one extra life per level based on the points you get through it.
1: Yeah, at least, and I'm not sure if it gives you an extra life every level or not. Uh, you not know, automatically, but
0: I think you get it by killing most of the creatures. The score by points, default. and then you only get two continues. It's, I mean, which is still fair. And then, of course, it does have a version of the Konami code. It's not your traditional. Yeah, you only get ten lives, but it's kind of backwards, like it to is, trick you. It is a backwards Konami code. You know, in Japan, they got
1: thirty lives from their backwards Konami code. I saw that, and uh, which is interesting because I'd always just had, at least grew up with the assumption that you know they got harder. You know, they, they, they give us the easy games, or the you know they made them easier when they brought them over here because Westerners couldn't handle it. But yeah, and you could sleepwalk through this game with. Thirty lives and it's not. It's continuous. not even really hard with ten. But to be honest, it always also the changing of the code from the previous Konami games. You know, kind of. I always was convinced that you know they didn't know these codes were in there. Like you know, Nintendo Power has you know, ten thousand monkeys in a room hitting ten thousand uh, different combinations, combinations till they find the the codes. And you know, we cracked them. And you know, I don't know. Like we're putting one over on Konami. But no, it was just uh, some. Fun-loving programmers. So let's take a look at the instruction manual. It's, uh, it's pretty brief and only 10 pages. Uh, we kind of mentioned the story already, The Return of Red Falcon, and uh, this time he's brought several named enemies with him, such as Jagger Freud, an alien with a laser-sharp tongue, and the Babalu Destructoid Mechanism. Wow which was uh used to disintegrate the solar system of tralala
0: and now this is in the instruction booklet
1: yeah and it turns out that this destructoid mechanism is actually the spider boss mini boss in level three so oh when you're gunning it down pretty easily by yourself uh keep in mind that it disintegrated a solar system somehow well, maybe it was just over a really long period of time yeah well that's true they didn't mention it uh <laughs> There's a there's a brief section explaining how to fight. it tells you to fire 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 and that's all you need to know it, so uh, <laughs> even they know what's up and uh, I would I would have to agree with them though yeah I, I, I would add run run run. there may be some jumps in there for good measure but there's a nice little part in the, where it says if a second commando plays he or she, and then in parentheses, yes, this is the 90s, and women make just as tough commandos as guys wow. can play in. So, you know, they're That's really... That's awesome. It's a shame there wasn't a female sprite to play as. Yeah, they were—they talked the talk, but they didn't, you know... Yeah, you know, they could have walk. had... Uh,
0: well, I would say they could have had Ripley in there, but that would have been just one more step in the <laughs> copyright infringement.
1: Or Honesty? They sh- well, anyways... <laughs> It's, you know, mostly full of black and white screenshots, uh, some pretty meh hand-drawn uh, characters and enemy uh, picks. There's only nine, and the only pick worth a shit is a scan from the, the game cover. So uh, it's a Konami game, so it's full of bad puns and stuff, such as the name of Player One, Mad Dog, who is Sergeant Bilko. Bill space K-O. That's the name I saw in that's in the manual, the blue pants. I was like, really? Sergeant Bilko? Wow. And then player two is a uh, Scorpion, which is uh, Corporal Lance with no last name given. But the reason I brought that up earlier was I've heard the other names. I remember, what, Lance Bean and Bill Reiser or something. So I don't know if that's from maybe the first instructions or where where did that enter? Like, I don't know. This seemed wrong to me. So Unless I got a counterfeit instruction book manual online, but... Yeah, so that's all the fun with literature I have. I will update as we go through on the illustrious uh, six enemies, I think, that were given names in the game. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, they're great. <laughs> so,
0: Nick, what was your personal history with this game?
1: Uh, it's a game I owned. I'm pretty sure I got it for birthday. Um, I was a big fan of the first Contra, so I was ready for this. Uh, Did you own
0: the first Contra?
1: Yeah, I actually owned both. So, it was, uh, you know, they were mainstays in my, my library. What about yourself? Did you get a hold of this one? Now, I'm
0: going to follow up, though. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. Did you beat it when you were a kid?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not as hard as the first one, so I, I remember okay, yeah. being a little disappointed and blowing through it. But
0: Now, uh, I played it a lot as a kid. I can't remember exactly who it was, but I knew someone in the neighborhood had it. It was a common trade oh, right. for Swapping. the weekend or week, So, uh, which is definitely enough time to get through it. I know me and, uh, my best friend Evan beat it a few times. Yeah, it
1: was, uh, it's a fun one, and I mean, it, it's worth playing more than once, I, you know, but it doesn't take as much as a lot of other old games, you know. Now, more recently, Nick, uh, what was your experience with this game? Uh, I played this game, I only played it three times. Uh, the first time I played it and I got to the, the final level, I was pretty proud of myself, uh, you know um so second time i thought i would just blast through it and then i only got to the fourth level on both continues i was very a little angry that night but the next day i was able to take it down and uh well i guess i should say four times cuz we played a two player uh that we did battle there and you know took it down then but yeah a lot of fun and in full disclosure uh when we were
0: roommates right after college we played this game quite often for a few months and really learned its ins and outs
1: yeah it was almost like going back to a a old like choreographed dance or something i i remember remembered a lot from this game so choreographed dance huh yeah you know the super c you don't ever do that it's drives the ladies wild
0: so uh for me i played this game more recently here about five or six times uh interestingly enough i only played this game co-op this time around Really, the whole time? Yeah. If I the time I played with you, and then every other time I played it, I played with my son. Okay. And uh, as a kid, I think I only really ever played it co-op mainly as well. I mean, I played it. I think uh, ten minutes single player, solo. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's there's no penalty for playing it two-player. I would always, you know, you know, I would choose it over, you know, solo if I could, but uh, you know, there was no one else with me at this time so
0: so i did beat it once with you and then uh, finally once with my son we did have quite a time going through it there uh he is a millennial and (laughs) therefore is not used to games of uh more punishing uh, variety there correct now he does play a lot of nes games and other uh retro games so he is better than most but there are some points where starting over at the beginning of the stage and the lack of continues
1: the rage
0: is quite um new to him and that brings us to our general chat of the game and our level by level nick level by level baby now i think that this is the ultimate 80s movie action game
1: yeah it's kind of like the expendables (laughs) <laughs> like Even, where they just took everything that you know what i mean like predator yeah. aliens you know rambo let's just throw all this you know uh 80s action movie you know it's it's great
0: and i say that knowing full well that it was released in 1990 here in america but yeah well they were still cool it was still cool i mean if you really want to boil it down to its most simple description this game is rambo versus aliens yeah it's uh pretty
1: nakedly so but
0: and i'm honestly surprised that there were
1: no lawsuits involved there's a lot of things that people got away with back then and video game wise you know especially though
0: as this game has been re-released so many times i guess it's just vague
1: enough you know uh i'm not sure about the legal uh ramifications but so let's get into level one nick area one Area one. Yeah. <laughs> it's th- this is uh, the gates of Fort Firestorm, which is a U.S. Army base that was uh, mi- mentally manipulated by Red Falcon, I guess. Uh, so that's kind of you know the story behind this. The first couple levels, uh, which is something I give to this game over contra, like you can actually kind of follow the the path you're taking into like a base. Yeah, know? I was going
0: to point that out because in this level you're kind of outside the gates. Yeah, right?
1: you're dropped off by a helicopter.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't, like, uh, start out super easy. You got a lot of guys to fight right off the
1: bat. No, they're, Yeah, you got uh, the red soldiers with guns. They always reminded me of Crimson Guards. That's what we always called them you know, from G.I. Joe. But, uh, you know, you, you have those snipers and the uh, classic running at you. Uh, I, I guess me. that's... Now, uh, I think really
0: the one thing that sticks out in this level for most people as a challenge is the grenade areas. Yeah,
1: and they did for me. I was very, uh, I angrily lost several lives there the first time because I I fell into the classic trap of thinking you can run fast enough to get under them. But you cannot. You have to wait and plan it just right. Indeed. And uh, those only
0: appear two, maybe three times in the level. So as long as you're patient when you see them not too
1: rough enemies will be coming at you from you know the left and right so you don't want to dally too long but if as long as you're a little patient no problem
0: and then you get to the boss of this level
1: transport helicopter that's what i always called it i just called it the helicopter oh i should have mentioned i'm sorry i said i would uh the alien in sergeant skin clothing this is its first appearance it says it's in the first level in the instruction book so i'm assuming that's what the monsters or aliens soldiers whatever you're shooting So, yeah, the helicopter, does it shoot at you?
0: I don't even know, because if you just stand under it and fire upward
1: a lot... I believe it shoots uh, shots that you can yourself destroy. So, if you're just standing under it as it slowly enters the screen with its four cannons, you'll destroy them in order and anything they shoot at you. Uh,
0: Eventually, if you don't destroy it fast enough, it will kind of land and let some guys jump out the back of it?
1: Yeah, like the hatch opens and some... Aliens in sergeant skin clothing jump out, but... But if that happens, shame on you, because that thing is so slow... And, and weak. And weak, that
0: you should be able to take it out before any of the guys... Yeah, especially if it's two-player, like, this, this boss should be nothing. Side note, if you're playing two-player, and you know what you're doing, none of these bosses should take more than five seconds.
1: To be honest, yeah, all even even one player sometimes, like, all you need, really need is one guy with spread, and this is just stand there and shoot, but we'll, we'll talk all that as we go.
0: You destroy the boss copter and uh one thing i did like about this game that also adds to that feeling of progressing through uh area is that at the end of the level you don't just get an end screen you walk on to a new place or through a doorway or leaving the screen is 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 a more smooth transition you know a little yeah you're going somewhere you're on your journey
1: your journey to the right and to level two which i have noted as through the gates yeah, in the in the instruction manual it does name each of the levels and this is the fort firestorm's warped mind command center so that's wow. that's uh that it's a uh, I don't know uh, I've said it's wow full a lot in this <laughs> uh, episode and thats just because I may am blown away by some of the strangeness of this game for only being 10 pages from an instruction manual somebody have fun with this because they're like I'm cramming in all this it's like written in like uh, old 60s comic book hyperbole there's I don't know a lot of alliteration. I love it who doesn't love alliteration? Now, level two brings us
0: to a new perspective. We are in the overhead now. The first overhead level. Yeah, and uh, these levels are brand new to the series and new to the game. Whereas the arcade version did not have the overhead levels; it was all side-scrolling. Correct, and
1: the original Contra didn't have these levels. They had the kind of first-person hallways, you know, but they did. They had there was no overhead, so uh, this was a new. Uh, new view for lance and bill now i find uh this level has a lot of power-ups real early on and i mean all throughout yeah you're mostly fighting tanks that are pretty easy to you know uh to kill and although it must be said that the range on your your guns is slightly shortened you know a lot of guns that make it the full screen and a side scrolling level they you know they peter out a little shy of that and the overhead so they do but uh being able to attack your enemies easily
0: from all eight directions instead of, you know, jumping and whatever from some of them does, I think, even that
1: out. Yeah, I mean, it's not really much of a handicap because uh, all of the enemies die so quickly. So, yeah,
0: you can really just burn through this level. You uh, go through the base. There's some big vehicles to fight, the tanks and something else. Yeah, immobile tanks for the most part, turrets, more crimson guards
1: shooting at you. And then you get to your boss, which is the Tri-Tank. Yeah, I there was it was not named. So uh, as a kid, we kind of jokingly called it the Triple T Tank after Sergeant Slaughter's awesome uh, or not so awesome vehicle. But uh, yeah,
0: man, it's just a giant tank with three guys in it. But one of them is green. He's in the middle.
1: He's the only one you have to kill yeah you can skip the other two if you want not that they're very hard especially if you have a you know laser or a spread you can really tear it up Uh, if you're playing two player one person stays at the bottom draws all the fire
0: the other person has about two or three seconds worth of firing from behind to yeah you can gun it down
1: even with normal destroy it even with your normal guns
0: even with your normal guns and then that brings you to level three welcome to the jungle or as
1: the instruction book calls it, the tropics of torture. Well, there's a lot going on in this level. Yeah, and, you know, like we um, it's pretty lackluster, I think, the background. Uh, you know, the first Contra had a jungle level, and I think it looked a lot better. This level's so flat. Like... It's true,
0: but I think that's because you have a lot of guys that are hiding in the background and then pop out of it. And you yeah. Have, you have to keep it static so that they are easily
1: seen when they pop out. I got. I just felt like it was a bit of a step back from the first Contra jungle level. Graphically, kind You know, there's not any platforms really. You're just. It's a flat level.
0: No. You know? It's all about avoiding the fire from those guys hiding in the trees. And sometimes they can be the worst. But uh, endlessly
1: does... fall. Endlessly, man.
0: There's there's a lot of men are coming out of those trees. There is. Uh, this does give you the water again, though. Uh, and like the first Contra, you can duck under the water and you're invincible, which is very nice. It's a cool feature then uh, once you break out of the jungle you
1: find a mini boss yeah the babalu destructoid mechanism or the walker as uh we always called it i always thought it was like the spider bot or it this was one of the things i remember seeing in uh before i got the game in nintendo power and i was like man that is awesome that is such a cool looking boss
0: and you really think you can kill it on its first pass towards you but it's almost impossible to do so if maybe if you had a special weapon but you know even if you have one special weapon or, it's really hard um so word to the wise you're probably gonna have to jump on top of it yeah it has a
1: glaring weak spot by uh the top of it is a safe zone, safe flat doesn't hurt you you can just uh, land on that bad boy and wait f- to time it right with his big shots it shoots out either side
0: then you blow him up and move on to what is probably one of the worst parts of the game, the first time you play back through it again,
1: or the first time you play through it at all. And that is the falling pits. Yeah, the screen starts shaking, and, you know, the ground the ground begins kind of cascading down to predetermined uh, depths, but you don't know that at first, you know. And some parts of the ground will fall all the way, revealing a pit that will kill you. Right? You, have a, you have a few few seconds to get out of there once it starts dropping but you'll probably die if you're not ready for it
0: so really on this one if you just go real slow and tease out each jump
1: you can activate all of the falls and see where each platform will rest yeah I really thought I ha- I could remember all of it when I was playing through and uh, I did not and I died the first playthrough I-, I lost like two or three lives there very frustratingly so yeah the same thing happened to me and once you finally get through those pits
0: you find the big boss of level three which i kind of feel is a callback
1: to contra one it's a giant wall and we just call it the turret wall you know it's it's got the center eye which is its weak spot and then four turrets that kind of they move in a rotating pattern and shoot at you and as long as you stand right off center and blast that center uh eye thing Yeah, you don't have to kill all the turrets. You can, and then just, you know, fire away, depending. Either way, it's not very tough. You can manipulate the aiming of the turrets easy enough. Even if you're one player, you can, you know, take them down. And when you take them down, you get into level four. The Lair of the Jungle Aliens. I said inside the base. I I didn't realize these were all jungle aliens, but fair enough. Uh,
0: I guess that's the Predator uh, side of things working its way into the script. Fair enough. And I noted now you're getting vertical.
1: Yeah, you proceed through, you know, uh, a, a brief side-scrolling kind of uh, hallway, and then, then it's all straight up. You jump your way up onto, like, elevators, and they, they force-scroll the screen uh, vertically for a little while. Yeah, and that's when it gets a little bit harder there. Yeah, this level, you know, and again, the first time I played through it, I beat this level without dying. I couldn't believe it, you know, but that did not happen again anytime <laughs> Like... It is to be noted that in this
0: level, just like the first Contra, the vertical levels played two-player can sometimes be a bit trickier because you can kill your friends by advancing too far up the
1: path. Yeah, you can force them off the bottom. It's, it's a... We used to do that jokingly on purpose, uh, mainly in the first contracts. You had 30 men, but here, no. Again, since you're on elevators for about half of it, that at least takes that out of it. and You don't have to worry about it. But Yeah, and
0: then when you get towards the top, you get to one of my least favorite enemies in this game, which is the uh, little red-blue blood cell things that fly the, around.
1: We always called them Double bubbles.
0: Double bubbles. If you've got a spread gun, though, they're nothing. Even the machine gun helps a lot with those little guys. Or
1: the fire, because a lot of them, you have two that spawn right next to each other. And if you hit one, you'll nail the other. But a single, the normal gun, it can be a a difficult chunk of the level. And when you find your way at the very top of this uh, tower,
0: you'll find the boss.
1: Yeah, there's no name in the book for this one, but we always called it the laser shower. Oh, dude, I exactly wrote the laser shower. Oh, really? Oh, sweet. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it looks like a shower head. It and... shoots lasers, so it's <laughs> not a, not much of a stretch. No sir. And it's not much of a challenge either. No, it's not. It's uh, again. You can just stand in one spot. You you know you it moves to the left and right, beaming down in a in a left to right pattern. You know from its eight I think uh, kind of laser areas that you can destroy. And then you make a safe spot in the middle, and you're just free to you know as long as you don't get greedy and you're patient, stay in your safe zone.
0: You'll be a-okay and take this thing out in no time. Agreed. And that will bring you to
1: level five, the massacre mountain.
0: Yes, lots of vertical climbing and
1: rocks. Yeah, boulders make their first appearance here, so...
0: They do. They can be a little tricky, uh, especially at the one spot where it teases you and one rock falls. So you think the rock has passed. But when you go to make that jump, a second rock falls and takes you straight out.
1: Yeah, if you just test before every jump, a vertical jump will reveal any spawning rocks above you. So that's an important tactic for that chunk of the level.
0: And then after that, uh, you'll find some jetpack guys.
1: Yeah, jetpack dudes. What? They're, this is the only level? I can't believe.
0: I just feel jet like jetpacks are expensive, my friend.
1: <laughs> even Red Falcons got a budget. But
0: they they offer the other little bit of challenge in that area because they're coming up from the bottom.
1: So, so usually, unless you have the I mean, spread, even if you don't, if you if you keep in mind that they're there and you shoot them right away, because they're always are right in the bottom left and right corners. If they get if they get about halfway through the screen, they can be a pain in the butt, but there there is a window to, to just take them down right away.
0: Well, and when you do
1: get past them, you get to uh, the cargo zone. Yeah, it, it turns from mountain into a metallic... It's like hangars almost, you know? I always
0: thought of them as like hangars and like cargo containers. Bunkers or... Like you fight okay. find off a
1: cargo ship or something. Past them, you'll find the final boss of this the level yeah uh and this is a named boss uh in the instruction manual you will find him under crypto crustacean with crypto spelled with a k even like the dog so. oh
0: not alien death Chip.
1: yeah it's a it's a pretty weird kind of you know it's got like rib cages and skulls
0: well i said uh this is when the game starts getting really metal
1: agreed yes the bosses start getting more and more like. uh
0: more like a 1980s heavy metal album cover.
1: Yeah, skulls and horns. I mean, this thing better. is covered with skulls on the top of it, and it drops skulls which chase along the the floor after you. It looks like they have like a piece of spinal cord or something hanging off too. Yeah. it's pretty sweet. It's intense, but you just shoot the middle, the red
0: glowing middle part.
1: Maybe it's heart. Yeah, and I guess. Uh, if heart. it's two
0: player, this is not bad. Uh, but if it's a single-player boss fight, it could take a while because it spews out a lot of stuff. I would say this is probably the hardest boss one player. I agree, and it could be the hardest boss two player, I think, just because of the sheer amount of stuff coming out on all sides of you.
1: Yeah, if you you don't have a kind of routine worked out, you know, you have one, one person's the ground, you know, keeps the ground clear, the other guy shoots the red spiky homing balls,
0: but you'll be good. You'll be good to go to level six.
1: Yeah, level six. Jagger Freud's Fruit of the Doom defense line. <laughs> Fruit of the Doom, huh? Yeah, that is uh, for real what it is called in the instruction video. I thought it's awesome. And uh, you'll fight such great enemies as the liposuctions, which are the creepy double mouth fanged things that appear out of the floor. Well, I uh, noted that this level is when you go into the
0: hive. You're going into the alien hive here. Yeah. And it's another uh, overhead level.
1: Back to the overhead, it's a pretty... I think this is the hardest level in the game, personally. The most common enemy are these like blue and white spider crab things that shoot, and I hate them. Really? Yeah, they always do. I don't find them hard at all. I always seem to have but trouble like uh,
0: dealing... They shoot, they... Uh, I will say the sec the very end of the level, where you have to run through a gauntlet of spiky balls that are it's some shooting bullshit, towards maybe. you, is either the hardest part of the game or tied... With the hardest part of the game. If you and don't have
1: a spread, you're losing at least a couple lives, pretty much. It's very yes. it's very tough to get through unscathed.
0: Even with a spread, you are spinning and shooting like a madman to get through that thing.
1: I do want to mention those orbiting skull things. Oh, yeah. You know, th- those uh, are... They're not very tough into me, but the first time I went through, they scared the, the heck out of me, man. Because they come running at you really fast, and then just... Do they actually do any no, attack? I they, they don't think so. I think they just you know if you're if you're it's in a you. if you just stop and start shooting i think you're fine yeah you know? i mean that's what i always do but they're just kind of a scary little monster and but yeah the boss is a one of the creepier looking ones i think you know when you first get there it's like it's like one
0: head but like five faces melded together yeah it's it's pretty it's like a weird flat
1: quintess but it, but then uh, it's
0: your first big fake out Yeah, yeah or your only fake out in this
1: game that's true because once you you know you can run up again very easy if you just stand slightly off center and pretty you know right up in front of it you can just unload and it'll die pretty quickly
0: but then you get the sinister music
1: yeah yeah something's happening the screen starts shaking and you're like oh well that's it was so easy and now the the true form's coming the hard form." yes yes
0: and emerging from the wall is one giant alien skull
1: yeah yeah which i believe is jagger freud one of the name-checked uh, rascals that Red and, Falcon got coming. And me. it
0: looks quite like the Queen Alien. Very much so.
1: It's The skull of it. Red eyes. And and, yeah.
0: and then a kind of serpent, dragon-y thing comes out, it flies reminds, around it, you. It
1: reminds me of the final boss in uh, My Life Force. Force. You know, that snake? It, it's like a red version of that. That's what I always thought I, of it as. Maybe but. it's its
0: cousin. But mm-hmm. the funny part is is that this boss battle, the true boss
1: battle, correct, is even easier than the one before. Maybe the easiest one in the game, because all you do is stand in the direct middle and shoot, and you will not die. You cannot get hit, and you will hit the boss. The snake will orbit around you, not touch you, and you'll blow up anything the boss shoots at you before it gets to you in a straight line. Easy peasy. Which is nice, because then you mosey right on over to level 7. Yeah, I think it's cool that when you exit this level, it's like you're going down the neck of the creature. Maybe, were oh, going through, like, the... down into
0: the hive.
1: I mean, I guess maybe that was like a hallway it was crawling through. It just, you know, the, you get that kind of, you know, alien-y Giger. Well, this is the point at which you really start ripping off aliens wholesale. More, more so than before, yes.
0: I mean, you almost immediately encounter eggs, alien eggs from the movie. Yeah, uh, even
1: fear. though for some reason, the level seven is called the radioactive lava fields. Although there is no lava in them whatsoever.
0: And then coming out of those eggs are face huggers.
1: Yeah, there's those little spawn things, kind of like the final boss when you're fighting the heart in Contra. There's yeah. like four of them around it. But well, you. These things are straight up face huggers. Absolutely. Big pink face huggers.
0: Uh, you get through all of that area. You're just going down, down. Nothing too rough. It's
1: the first downward vertical level we've had. You know, you fight these bizarre what are those like purple ghostly they have two mouths on either side. They look so weird. I don't know if I've, I always thought of it as like a weird alien ghost, but yeah, I don't know, but they're not too bad. As long as you stay at the edge of everything's range, you should be good to just you can usually them. gun them down even with a normal rifle before they get close enough to hurt you.
0: And then once you get through all of that, you find what might be the most metal boss ever. In a Nintendo game.
1: Yes, and it has a somewhat equally metal name from the manual, the Temple of Terror. In fact, it
0: should be an album cover, and that should be the album name. That's pretty sweet. Now, this thing is a skull with horns that's sitting on a portal of energy with spikes coming out of it that is then sitting on top of a rib cage that might
1: also be on a pile of skulls. Yeah, it's awesome although it's not it's a it's a pushover man this boss is really easy
0: yeah sadly as badass as it looks it is not when it comes to fighting
1: especially if you have a if you have a spread you can just stand in the direct center shoot straight up even if you don't have a spread you can stand in the center and shoot
0: straight up as long as you time your jumps pretty good. Yeah,
1: there are these little purple slimes that come out, and if they make it to the ground, they'll move left and right and attack you, but most of the time you can kill them well before they they make it to you.
0: Yeah, and once you uh, roll through that pushover, then you're on to level eight. The final level. Red Falcon's Poison Palace. (laughs) All right. I just referred to it as the alien's lair. Yeah, well... Poison Palace. If you would read the damn instruction book, then you would know. I I prefer Poison Palace. It's It's, nice. It's it's got a little ring to it.
1: Now, this level is ripped straight out of the sketchbook of H.R. Geiger. Yeah, we have a similar, you know, the mouths on the walls. We see that again from the first game, but there's also
0: skulls in the background with tubes coming out of the mouths and places. Very, very Geiger-esque. Again, straight out of the alien's Prometheus
1: world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, while you're journeying through this, you have those, you know, the mouths are shooting at you and you will come across an interesting, weird anomaly. I noticed the the normal monsters, you know, that are running from the left to right that look kind of like a xenomorph, you know, they're just yeah. the basic monster.
0: So that's the other thing is you actually encounter basically the
1: xenomorph from aliens in this level. Tons of them. But in the manual, that enemy is crabbily drawn and listed as Red Falcon himself. I see. And so I don't understand. Is it like a swarm of red falcons, or is that just, you know, I'm assuming that somebody wrote the wrong name in the manual. But... Do you recall there are those turret heads, the one-eyed uh, kind of cyclops? Yeah, They're... I said the, uh,
0: those big alien heads, they suck. They shoot out the Yeah, large. right when
1: you, as soon as you enter the screen, you know, you got to be ready. But those are to. known as Jagger spit soldiers. Mm, delicious. And the two of those enemies apparently... There are only two in the entire game. Yes and they apparently deserved a name and a picture in the instruction book for some reason. So someone loved them. Uh but
0: right before you get to them, there is one thing I want to point out, and that is the worst jump in the game.
1: Oh, on the incline? There's
0: this incline. You you get a power up on it, and there is one jump right there. You have to be on the very edge. And it's the only time in the game where you really have to be spot on with your jump. It's
1: by by far the most demanding uh Uh, jumping that you've seen thus far
0: so you get past it you fight the big alien heads you get past them and then you're on to an area with a falling ceiling that is probably the hardest or tied with hardest part of the game
1: it's it's yeah because you can lose a lot of lives in the pits and if if you don't have a an f then you're it's pretty tough you know
0: well you want that f because it if you hit the ceiling with it the explosion will go through it and spawning at the top constantly are these red orbs that chase you down now yeah. I don't know how much attention you paid to those red orbs I want you to go back and check them out because if you look closely they have alien fetuses in them
1: really I I didn't I know I didn't look at them that close I just thought it was a gleam or something it's like a little
0: tadpole thing that's it awesome
1: crazy yeah once the screen hits the ground then you can use the F's explosions to hit enemies through the walls. And
0: you really want to keep moving forward as, as much as you can, as fast as you can through that area, since they do keep respawning and coming down upon you. And this is another point in the game where having two
1: players can be a hindrance. It can, because you, can, you, can, you can't move forward if the other guy's behind you, and they can be stuck. You know, you might have to... Uh, they might have nowhere to land yeah, you when could, they
0: spawn. You can either have them spawn and they fall into the pit, or because you're not moving fast enough, the person in front of you can sometimes fail their jump and also fall in a pit.
1: It, it it demands a lot of teamwork. But if you can make
0: it through that horrible spot with that falling ceiling, you've got the teamwork to make the dream work. And then you can remember to both jump down that... Oh, the chasm there. That yeah. big couple ledges together. Because oh, that's another point in which if you don't <laughs> jump together, one of you will just die. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for a, a real jerk move. You both jump down, hit the bottom, and there you are.
1: You find the final boss of the game. Which I'm assuming is the actual Red Falcon, but not named in the, in the manual. No, and I really have to ask you, Nick, what the F is this thing? I have no idea. It is so weird and creepy. You've got like a skull sitting on top of a woman's face on top of a spider.
0: Oh, you forgot the tusks. It's a skull with tusks I, yeah, <laughs> surrounding a woman's face on top of a set of eight legs with muscles and tubes
1: sticking out of the sides of it it's really bizarre and awesome i I think it's a cool looking boss it is
0: very geiger-esque and it may be the weirdest looking boss in all
1: of nes history it's it's up there but it's also pretty darn easy like as
0: long as you stand right in front of it (laughs) and shoot at a 45 degree angle you will kill this thing Within 20 seconds. And
1: even without it, the first time, I mean, okay, I got here, the first time I beat it, I got there with the F, and I was able to just, I just stayed on the left, jumping up vertically and shooting it in the face, and, you know, while it's, it's throwing out these little kind of spiky ball lantern and spiky things, that, you know, they descend down on you. But from the their point of uh, emergence, like, if you just keep shooting with the F, the explosions will hit all of the accompanying ones, and it really clears out the screen, and you can just keep blasting away. So you defeat the boss, and then you get the classic sunset ending. Yeah, we're going to helicopter off into the sunset. A little lackluster, I thought. I like the first Contra's ending better that showed the island blow up and the helicopter takes off. But Yeah,
0: you don't get a lot of m- motion, just the uh, helicopter blades.
1: But an awesome, awesome song, man. Uh, you do music. get a great song. No story, but a good solid The End. Yeah, at least you got like a congratulatory sentence at the end of Contra 1. But I'm mean, again, I'm not ragging on it, I'm sorry. But. I am always a fan of the sunset ending.
0: I think you get that in Jaws and a few other classics. Ninja Gaiden, there's a sunset at the end, right? Maybe. But a sunset always tells us that it's time to review the game. As always, we review along the Nintendo Power Categories on a scale from 1 to 5. Nick, what do you think of the graphics and sound of this game?
1: Well, Eric, I gave the graphics and sound a 4.5. I thought, especially in the music, it's great. Uh, It's overshadowed, I think, because I, much like Life Force, I don't notice the music as much when I'm playing these, you know, intense kind of action games, so uh, I I often don't recognize how how good it was, you know? Yeah, I went
0: back and listened to a couple of the tracks of this, and they, they blew me away with some of their complexity which is totally lost uh, behind all the explosions and constant machine gun noise.
1: And I, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, there was an, a friend of mine had a, a subscription to EGM and I remember seeing before this game came out it was... Uh you know, they had this uh, uh, shots of the first level on the cover, and they they kind of uh, questioned if it had twelve bit graphics, like it had some extra chip or something. In like, I, I remember thinking, but I was like, wow, that's totally possible. It was uh, like a response to the Genesis. Wow. Interestingly enough, but that being said, the only reason I didn't give it a five was when you really go back and compare the levels, they're all very two colors at once. You know, you don't there's not a lot a lot of color in there. So I can see that. That's, that's why I didn't give it a
0: five. Well, I went in and gave it a four. Oh. Now, as far as the music's concerned, I said I love it. Uh, it does have a sound test, so you can listen to all the music tracks and all the sound effects. Then uh, the graphics are great. Your character sprites look awesome. Big guns. Metal bosses. Super metal bosses. The only reason I don't give it a five is because some of the enemies are a little undefined. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell what I'm supposed to be looking
1: at. Yeah, a lot of it is just a, a red spiky ball. Or what is—is is this a creature? Is this an object? Is it a person? Is it a robot? Is, is it, it a skin suit?
0: An a- Who alien in sergeant skin. How did you rate this game's play control, Nick?
1: I rated it as a five. I think the controls are very simple. There's just shooting in eight directions and jumping, and I. Th- I never had any problems with any of them, ever. They were always very responsive, and uh, I love the jump in this game.
0: I also gave it a five for all of the same reasons. This jump is
1: so forgiving that
0: you can go anywhere you want.
1: As well as this game, every time I play it, I accidentally do something super awesome. Where, you know, you're getting rushed by enemies and bullets from each side, and somehow you make it out. Like, you're able to do these weird jumps, and you you can... can Jump through
0: a couple bullets, over a guy, shoot down, and pull it off, and look super cool.
1: It's like what I would imagine Neo looks like if you didn't have it slowing down. You know, to a to a a, uh, to a passerby, a passerby, or what is it? Witnesses, people, bystander, bystander. That's what. Okay.
0: Now we come to the challenge of the game.
1: Uh, for challenge, I'd give it a three. It's pretty. I mean, there's some tricky spots. Um, it's. Relatively easy with the code, as well as the spread itself makes it very easy, but I think it's doable without, you know, and
0: I gave it a 3.5 for a lot of the same reasons. I think with the code, it's totally beatable. Uh, I gave it a 3.5 mainly because if you didn't have the code, I feel like this game is a decent challenge.
1: I mean, honestly, though, I mean, the bosses are so easy. Like, uh, that's kind of lacking for most of it. The levels are definitely tougher, and they're not that bad.
0: We've gone up to a 4 or 4. 4.5 if those bosses did offer any, any sort of challenge. They're all pushovers. Now we find ourselves judging this game's theme and fun
1: yes and uh i judge it to be a five i love it i love both the contra games it's a classic run-and-gun game and it's easy to make you feel like a badass as you do crazy stuff
0: you know i also gave it a five this game the theme is amazing it's some of my favorite things from the 80s all wrapped in one and it presents it in a way that doesn't bang you over the head right away it eases into its themes It seems like you're just fighting humans at first and whatnot. And then it's more alien and then finally all aliens. And each level does feel like a progression through different places.
1: All around, it's just super fun. Yeah, it's a great, like, if you ever want to know what it feels like to be in uh, Edge of Tomorrow, play this or the first Contra and just keep starting life over and getting farther each time. It's it's a blast. Well, Nick, I've got to ask you, should you play this game? You definitely should play this game. It's easy. I don't know. It's it's just so
0: good. I also said yes, you should play this game. Uh, if you've never played a Contra before, start with this one. Use the code. Uh, enjoy the mindless 80s entertainment and the best co-op that the NES could give you. Next week will be a mini episode, and we'll be discussing Friday the 13th, just in time for Halloween. And we'll read some of the comments and corrections we've received over the last episode or two.
1: So grab your controller and play along. And remember, folks, if there's anything big we missed or things we got wrong, kindly let us know at cartridgecommand@gmail.com, and we might address it in the future. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on
0: Twitter at CartCommand, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher. Feel free to donate to us on Patreon. And as always, Cartridge Commandos...
1: Game on! (laughs) Don't
0: look at me. (laughs) You got your chuckle face. (laughs)